LAS. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hi, old friends. Naomi here. Did you wake up this morning thinking, I need more Naomi ridiculousness in my life? Well, surprise! (laughs) I'm starting a podcast, and it's called The Ruckus with me, Naomi Ruckus Rose. This podcast is for anyone like me who is constantly trying to grow for the betterment of themselves and for the world and for those of us that can be a little blunt in the comment section on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But wait, there's more. This podcast is free to listen to. But if you want to support local creators and get bonus content, subscribe to LAS Plus. For more information on that, go to LASPodcastNetwork.com. So join the ruckus with me, Naomi, every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. I love you all, some more than others. L-A-S. Ten, nine, ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to the Groove Life Podcast with your host, Shane Lunsford. I just want to know what makes you groove. It's those simple pleasures, you know, I mean... What makes you come to life? Get ready! Ow! I always want to try grasshoppers. It's been it's been a long time coming. You're walking down like in the middle of a marketplace, usually in Mexico, mm-hmm. and there's these big freaking huge piles. Of grasshoppers. Right. I mean, they're like, uh, they're kind of medium size, like a quarter. I have to do this. Is that about an inch and a half or so? Yeah. And, and they, mas o menos. You sound <laughs> Spanish. Anyway, they, they crisp them up right there. They just put them in the, some kind of a, you know this more than I do. They put them in some big frying thing, some right. oven, probably a popcorn popper, probably right. an air fryer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you just pop them in your mouth with a little lime. But you've never tried it, though. No, but I've been talking to people. Actually, I was talking to your friend, Diego. Okay, yeah. Diego was telling me you got to put some lime and I think some chili on them. Mm -hmm. And you just pop them in your mouth and they're delicious. Diego puts lime and chili on everything. I I feel like lime and chili is the answer to anything. (laughs) It really is. I mean, you can't cover everything with it, but it definitely, yeah. Are we going? Let's get this thing going. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got started. We got started. Micah. Dad. I know, right? This is uh, episode number four? Yep. Number four. How do you feel? I feel good. Do you feel like you're getting the hang of this thing? Yeah, it's been fun. It took us a few episodes to kind of like get our feet wet a little bit, and now I feel like this is... This is really rolling. I feel like I'm still dangling my toes in the water, though. I need to just dive in. Your feet are still getting wet, though. That's that's the important part. Not literally, Micah. It's a figure of speech. Okay. But, um, yes... It's been a lot of fun, and I'm excited for the whole season. It's going to be a lot of good stuff. So um, how's this week been for you? This week has been awesome. Um, had some really good friends of mine come into town to visit. Shout out to Diego and Carrie. 
That's our feet getting wet, isn't it? Oh, I thought that was the sound of Diego and Carrie. <laughs> the timing of it kind of made it seem like that. Yeah. Huh? They both yes. dove in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they were friends that I met when I was living in Mexico. Um, and we haven't seen each other for about a year. And so they drove all the way up from Arkansas to visit me. And we're here the past few days. Did a little bit of just going around Cedar Rapids, good restaurants, good bars, stuff like that. It's It's been fun. They headed out today, which was sad to say goodbye. But They like the coffee shops. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How many did you hit of those? We hit three coffee shops this week. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's probably, what, five in yeah, this town? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the majority of right. the coffee shops. Right. And then they you took them out to the Fresh Fighter show at mm-hmm. Nubo. Yeah, it was awesome. And they got to have Fresh Clock Fighter, which it's is always delicious. a juicy beverage, which I am drinking right now, presently. Are you? Yes. So talk about Groove. I got me a nice cold... Clockfighter. Yeah. What about you, Dad? How was your week? Um, it was cool. I mean, I was with you a lot of it, but uh, it was fun having Seth come down this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came down on Friday for the show, and then we went out uh, afterwards for a while, mm-hmm. and then we went to a metal fest the next day. Yeah. How was that? It was fun. We stayed for like three bands. Um, Shout out to my friend Polly. I feel like we're doing the shout out thing. Today, yeah, it's so. good. It's good. Yeah, he uh, he's in a band called Knucklehead, and honestly, blew he's my such mind. A knucklehead. Yeah, dude, he is a knucklehead. <laughs> but he it's the first time he sang in his band, and so he was just tearing it up up there. This really growly, low resonant voice that he has—it's amazing. And then the tones and everything of their guitars, and I just felt like they were solid. It was their first show. That's awesome. So we watched wow. like three bands, and then we came home because we were going to go out with you guys later. Right. And then we saw on Facebook that they blew a really big fuse. It's like okay. the size of your hand, a fuse um, that basically took out the whole stage and half the restaurant. Jeez. So that's So it had to end. So all those other bands, they're going to have a makeup date. So it was a lot of fun, though. Uh, then we went to Caucho okay. that night, had some mm-hmm. great food. And had some great desserts and drinks. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so it, it was a great weekend for me. Very great. A lot Very of uh, music. Got to see Rich play in Downward Fall. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. They were really, really tight. And um, yeah, I had a really good time. Me too. It was awesome. That's sweet. Well, um, why don't we bring our guest on? Yeah, we should. Did I say Gaston? Guest- Gaston? Hello. I'm here. He is here. I called you Gaston. You know who Gaston is? Uh, It's a character. Explain it. It is. It's a character in... Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Thank you. See, I was going to draw a blank myself. I think it's actually a character that shows up in different opera. I think it's a name that has emerged in different media. Okay, I just know it. Going back to operas and and various things. Cool. Well, look at that. Michael Richards. Do you say L in your name? Well, when my son and I are sitting next to each other, he's Michael A. and I'm Michael L. And there's uh, okay. 19 years between us because uh, I was a teen parent. And uh, so he was born when I was 19 years old. But if we're in the same room, uh, he's Michael A. and I'm Michael L. So that would be the same as, as my oldest son. Really? I, I was 19. Great. 
Yeah, so I guess I was a teen parent. It's a great parent. way to launch your life. I was a teen that, parent. It brings you right to reality fast. Michael, I just realized I was a teen parent. Yeah. Wait. I've never got, thought of that. You got married at age 19. <laughs> you guys didn't have a kid till a year or two later. But so then, you were not a that's, teen parent. It's close. You were very close, but not quite, Okay, but... Maybe he was still in his teens. He was... Mentally. He was possibly, made yeah. when I was a, a teenager. Okay, gross. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. I doesn't have to be gross. <laughs> It's, it's, God did it. Don't worry about it. Anyway, okay. Michael. Yes. Um, so you are the owner, sole owner of the Bohemian? Uh, you know, one I'm, of the owners? One I'm of the, team? the patriarch of a family constellation. We always own everything together. Oh, I love it. Yeah. We're kind of old school. You know, um, the family should own things together and work together. That's kind of what defines our life as, uh, as I mentioned, you know, Growing right. up as a teen father, you, you figure it out. You know, you're not quite growing up yourself. So we all kind of grew up together. And I love it. In fact, I've got a little bit of a Peter Pan complex myself. I refuse to grow up. I'm, <laughs> I'm having too much you fun. You know, I've noticed that about you, Michael. Yeah. I'm, from the time I met you, seriously, <laughs> at, your, at your establishment, um, is that you just have so much vision and so much excitement yeah. um, at such uh, young... You're still a young 70 years old, so you still have... I'm a 72. lot of years and you're 72, yeah. So you, you well, still have tons of dreams and tons of vision. and Yeah, I have this. Uh, I'm a quiet rebel. Okay. Which started when I was four years old. Does because, that mean that you have your tattoo under your sleeve? or No, I don't need a tattoo. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a rebel from the soul out. Love it. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I don't... I don't uh, but anyway, I think I was a quiet rebel because... I saw the children around me quietly being there. I think by eight, most children have been packaged and delivered into the system, and I, I'm still alive and kicking. Right. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. I refuse to be defined. I refuse to be labeled, and I refuse to be categorized. So my life is an adventure. That's I, w- awesome. I promise I won't categorize you today on, okay. the, on the show, but. It's very we might true. change the category. I do love the idea of be, we'll of evolve being, right on the spot. I do love the idea of being um, so close to your kids in age. I think that's why yeah. me and my family are so close because all of our kids, right? We Isn't were that young, wonderful? you know. They they but were all born in my twenties. So. so not a teen parent. I'm a tween. No, that's younger than a teen. Okay, not a that not would a tween. Have been really bad. A twin. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you call it, Alex? What, what's the word for it? Not quite ready uh, for parenthood. 21 but years old, what do I call that? Uh, not of, quite ready of, for parenthood, but here we go. <laughs> Let's just dive right age. in. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what you call it, but anyway, um, so you are part of Bohemian, and I, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, I always like to ask my guests this. Name your, your main three things in your life that bring you a groove, that bring you life, that make you who you are children grandchildren great-grandchildren just anybody's or yours <laughs> we have a wild and crazy family that all live within a block or two of okay. each other and yeah I, there's nothing better in my life looking into the looking at the eyes of a baby and hearing them laugh mm, i love that. it keeps that's, me there yeah that's great wow and don't you have like i remember we were at the bohemian not very long ago and there was kids playing hide and seek yeah in all the different rooms, <laughs> well, running up and down the stairs. Had, we had an absolutely wonderful experience yesterday at the Bohemian. 
which really kind of defines the place. Because before the Bohemian uh, became kind of uh, gentrification heaven, and you know, all of these condos, it was basically a working class neighborhood. And uh, my wife and myself, we've been connected to this neighborhood for 40 or 50 years. Wow. So some of our neighbors that have been in this uh, neighborhood for generations, uh, uh, one of their family members passed on. Okay. And um, uh, so people of every race, every age, uh, just descended on the Bohemian, and we had this celebration of life. Okay, cool. In the Bohemian. It's amazing. And the kids just love the place. Kids of all ages love the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like to say... Our clientele are 18 to 80, and then I always say bring the little ones too. Right. <laughs> uh, but 18 to 80. And so these kids were just uh, exploring. And it's yeah. a building to explore it because really there's three is. levels and these interesting nooks and crannies and places to hide and seek and, and actually places to find a quiet chair and find yourself. It's very true. Yeah. If you haven't been to the Bohemian, it's a, it's a, a building that's been there probably forever, right? I mean, not forever. 130 years. 130 oh, wow. years. 1893. Okay. And it's got all these different levels and rooms, and you can go into the different rooms, and you can have your food or your drinks there. And it's just basically... Go. There are places to be together with a big group of people and having fun, and there's little places to sit and just be quiet. If you've had a rough day, there's a place for people just to leave you alone. Right. Uh, all last year, we had one guy who came there all year long and found one quiet little chair and read 10 or 20 novels. Wow. We had another person who came every week or two and finished her second book. Oh, really? Wrote one guy's a book. reading books and another person's writing books. And That's that, so cool. So I love that. Celebration of life. And, you know, the interesting thing, I've, I'm a native Iowan, but I've had the opportunity to live and travel a lot of places. And they've, uh, I've integrated all those experiences into who and what I am. But New Orleans, those people know how to live and die sure. because they party coming in, they party all week, they party all their life, mm-hmm. and they have the biggest party on the way out. Right. So yesterday's celebration of life had that feeling to it. Sure. Yeah. It was celebration, and the kids were having fun. We had had a celebration of life there about two weeks ago of one of the most beloved teachers that had taught at Metro High School for, I think, 40 years. Wow. A main man by the name of Scott who taught pottery there, and uh, he just had such a connection with the, the youth of this city. Right. And when Scott died uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and his celebration of life took place there, uh, his uh, spouse uh, had moved to Cedar Rapids with him after he had lived in China for quite a while, and, mm. and she's from China. And one thing she didn't really appreciate during all the years they were together was the ding-ding noise of uh, Scott's uh, pinball machine. Okay. So this was an opportunity for the pinball machine to get loaded up and out. And she thought, no, where would Scott want this pinball machine to be? Well, it's now in what's called the Kids Cafe wow. over in the Bohemian. I love that. And so yesterday, during the uh, celebration of life, uh, all these children are having a wonderful time Playing and pinball. <laughs> playing pinball and having the time of their life. And, you know, energetic and uh, exuberant kids. And they were running all over the place, all three levels. And That's great. But no, and at the end, 
everyone just gathered together and just cleaned the place up. It was like nobody had even been there. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. So what, what was your initial vision when, when you opened this place? How long, how long ago did you open this place? Well, uh, it's still in the pro- everything I, I know, do but is as far as but, okay, here's the story. Twenty three years ago, we we bought a, a, a building that no be- no one in Cedar Rapids wanted, because now we call it New Bohemia, but that was a neighborhood that nobody wanted. These were abandoned packing houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these were uh, abandoned steel mills. Uh, the city never changed a light bulb anywhere on the street. Mm. Uh, the, I, one day, I sat out my window and counted. 2,210 cracks in the pavement from all the truck traffic that ran through there, mm. you know, on the way to those industries all those years. And uh, so we kind of emerged. Now, there were two pioneers in New Bohemia before we got there, and that was CSPS in the Cherry Building. Okay, yeah. And uh, Bob Chatham came to the Cherry Building. He passed on about four, wonderful man. He died, I think, five or six, seven years ago. I don't know exactly, but... He left his mark on New Bohemia because he, he th- I think he kind of instilled that welcoming creativity yeah. into the neighborhood before anybody else did. And then Mel and John uh, showed up at CSPS about 30 years ago, and they've uh, been doing things there, obviously, for that entire time with creativity. And then yours opened up? Uh, well, we came to the building 23 years ago. Okay. Now, opened up, I don't know, it's just kind of like an onion that kind of unfolds. Now, for 15 <laughs> years... Uh, it was a gathering spot for Metro High School kids. Okay, Three I just group, I just noticed yeah. it though as a restaurant. It's been open and as a venue. restaurant and open venue for fourteen months. Okay, yeah, that oh. makes but it's sense. had a life the entire time. Sure, right. sure. Yeah, I, I just realize. I just know that for me, it was the first place I saw that had like uh, besides like. 30 hop or something, but that actually had music on the roof right. and you can go up there and just enjoy, you yeah. know, the air and the, the city feel and also some good music. And it's, I just it has a whole vibe of its own for yeah. sure. I love it. Right. And it's like blues and uh, jazz and. Well, I describe it as the, the musics of the, the musics of the Mississippi river Valley uh, because New Orleans, the mother load. And then, you know, about 1914, all the wonderful jazz guys down in New Orleans were kicked out of the city because a politician decided to get a lot of votes from the church ladies by saying he was going to shut down all the brothels. Right. And that's where the jazz was. Right. So, you know, all these jazz guys needed work, so they jump on riverboats and start heading north to uh, Memphis and Kansas City. And, you know, maybe uh, either they got drunk one night and didn't catch the boat or, you know, the captain uh, and they got... So ended up, a lot of them ended up getting dropped off in Memphis and Kansas City and St. Louis, and now jazz is being born. And of course, the Mississippi Delta is the the root yep. and soul of blues and R and B and Ike and Tina Turner and uh, all these people around St. Louis, uh, early rock and roll. So all the real, and then you know you go down the the, the Mississippi River Valley is incredible. It's th- thirty eight states are drained right. by that watershed, and it's also the culture shed. Of America. So you kind of get that whole mixed vibe when you go by there. I know whenever we walk yeah. by or drive by, we hear a different style of music, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, the, you probably don't have any metal factor. or anything like that, but it's, you've got, you know, yeah. we had the surf zombies there one night. So it was <laughs> instrumental surf music, which was amazing. <laughs> by the way, that night or that day, the margaritas were poured really, really strong. Oh my God. I think I had a half a marg and I was shit Well, that must have been why our profit margin went through though. It, yeah. <laughs> no, it was a good thing. It was, I'll have to talk to our staff. They were pouring the margaritas that heavy? No, <laughs> no. I think it was, uh, there was some special you guys were having. Oh, okay. And she said, by the way, it's a little strong. It was already pre-mixed, <laughs> okay. but it kicked her ass for sure. <laughs> so um, let me ask you this. Um, 
I had heard from other people that you used to, did you live in New York? Well, uh, I'm a native Iowan. Uh, I will always be an Iowan, always was an Iowan, uh, but I was in New York City with our whole family for eight years. So so, so basically what I'm trying to actually yeah. ask is, so you were there for eight years, and didn't you do stuff with the arts and stuff in New York? Well, I've done things with the arts my entire life, basically from the time I was three or four years old, I was doing visual art. and. And then uh, during my teens and on through about 18 or 19 years old, I used to play a Hammond B3 nice. in, a, in a rock band, you know, okay. during the uh, late 60s. Then something happened. Uh, my son Michael was born, and, uh, you know, all my artistic endeavors kind of uh, got put on a back burner. But I've always been involved in the arts as someone creating venues. So someone, venues, yeah, right. Yeah, managing venues, kind of moved to the larger canvas to create a space, an uh -huh. environment where art and music and theater have happened. I've been doing that my entire life right. in New York and Iowa and Denver, Colorado. And then your son was also a uh, a, fil a film guy in L.A., right, for a while. Uh, well, he sold a screenplay to Warner Brothers when he was 19 years old. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, my sons, Michael and Ben, uh, company. I, I, was, I went from being a, a uh, um, growing up together with our children I went from being a teen parent to a single parent after by the time they were uh, four and five. And one day they were seven and eight, and I said, guys, we're going on the road. Wow. We're leaving Iowa. We're going on the road. So I bought a four-wheel drive vehicle and uh, decided we were going to drive to Tierra del Fuego. And uh, interesting, uh, every you know, you can't ask me a question without getting into uh, – these are called – what, sure. Old dog, uh, dog. Uh, I understand. It's it, it's easy. You've got you've yes. got a lot of wealth and a lot of but anyway, stories for sure. Uh, so we ended up traveling uh, all over Central and South America, and there was a, a wonderful young Iowa school teacher. And Lynette and I shared one very important thing: the last thing we wanted to do was find a mate. Mm. We weren't looking at all, not at all. Yeah, we were two strong, happy, independent people. And that's probably why we got together and we're still together 45 years. Nice. Later. 45 years. 45 years. Where did you meet her at, you said? On this expedition. Specifically where, though? What country were you guys in at the time? <laughs> well, well, America. So anyway. Right? You uh, said South and my, Central. Well, oh, here's okay. how it happened. And this leads to New York, too, because you know we ended up in New York as right, part of right. our family adventure. Uh-huh. But our family adventure as a whole family started on that expedition. Sure. Mm -hmm. So anyway... Uh, what happened was I was all set with my own four-wheel drive vehicle, uh, two, a seven and eight-year-old eight son. And I, we do not live with fear at all. We've been in parts of the world, people, uh, I, I think Anthony Bourdain used to go to some of the places. You wow. know, he's never fearful. He'd, he'd so he's probably anywhere. had uh, grasshoppers, uh, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, well, I've eating things I didn't even know what I was eating. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it was good. And I got sense, though, there was one time, one bone that came out of soup in the middle of the Amazon uh, jungle, and I realized I should put that bone back in or I'm going to get sick. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so you kind of gain a, a, a sense of what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat. But uh, okay, so we got married. Uh, so what happened was myself and two sons, us against the world, became... 11 Iowans leaving Cedar Rapids, Iowa to drive to Tierra del right. Fuego. And Lynette happened to be on that trip. She's an adventurer. Too. That's great. And so you guys are still married now? We are. That's that's awesome. Man, you have stories for days, which, yeah. I, I mean, you're, you're one of those guys that we'll have to definitely bring back 
<laughs> Again. So, but you asked about New York. So yes, we ended up in New York for eight years and uh, wonderful experiences with art and culture. Right. The, the things I did while I was in New York City, I was the general manager of an off-Broadway theater. Um, oh, wow. Not a director of stage director, but I was like the house director, mm-hmm. you know, making the administrative things happen. And this place was a wonderful little spot where uh, people, I mean, you know, if I wanted to name drop, we could have like 10 podcasts because the people <laughs> that came in and out of that place, uh, and there were Academy Just Award give us winners, one. one. Dustin Hoffman. There, really? There we go. brought all of his kids in there for a party. And uh, uh, we had performers there that had Emmy Awards and, uh, and uh, to- uh, Tony Awards and in the audience, we right. had Academy Award winners. Wow. Uh, you know, people like she was living at the time, Liz Taylor with Ms. Malcolm Forbes come rolling up in there. Uh, uh, New York is a minute-to-minute adventure. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. You know, if you aren't alive when you get there, you're going to be awake within a day or two because you're, <laughs> the stimulation right. uh-huh. and is the absolute best and worst of the human race all on one tiny little island. But 99% of it is the best. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's my theory about the human race total. 99% yeah. of us are wonderful, cooperative, loving people. The other 1% mess it up for us. And a lot of those 1% happen to climb themselves all the way to the top and really wreak, wreak global havoc. But it's guys like you that help us keep us inspired and I just exciting. Have, I just have fun. I mean, that, yeah, and I think that that's We kind of welcome awesome. people into that building to have fun with each other. Yeah. Now, we're, you know, I, I actually got up at four in the morning and I defined what the Bohemian is. People have been trying, is it a bar? Is it a restaurant? Well, I don't know. It's an old building. We do stuff. But so I defined it as an, uh, a family celebration center. Because we're consciously intergenerational. Yeah. And uh, when we first opened, we had skateboard kids from the uh, skate park. They'd end up up in the salon sitting there and chatting. And, uh, and somehow their cell phones weren't out. You know, they, uh, oh, this is amazing. We can just sit here and bullshit and talk and, you know, just mm-hmm. have a great time. And, totally. And not be uh, – so we have no televisions yeah. on purpose. Uh, because there's just so much noise out in the world. In fact, it's everywhere. You know, yeah. Our homes are filled with media. Our workplaces are filled with media. You walk in a restaurant. The root word of restaurant is restoration. Mm. But I you didn't... walk into most restaurants and bars, you got a dozen mass media things, and the information quality coming out of mass media is abysmal. Yeah, for sure. You can't even call it information anymore. It's misinformation. So shut the damn thing off. <laughs> So, cool. you know, we shut them off in the building and everyone has a great time. You we know, don't need all of that, that noise. I think that's really, that's really cool. I feel like the, the way that we're doing things now and in the society right now, like that is a huge distraction in yeah. that if you're wanting your, your place to be a place where people are going to come together and enjoy each other's company, those are just going to be something that's going to be distracting their minds from each other, you know? So I think now, that's really beautiful. There's an absolutely important place for media, mm-hmm. okay? And that's because it's about connection and communication and information. Let's get back to some real information. And uh, so that's why it's very encouraging to see things happening like all of the independent podcasts. Yeah, because right. the people have taken back control. 
Okay. Yeah. Now that's the what last we're doing. thing, the last thing we need to decentralize is government. That's the last thing in the way of really living our lives. But right. there's so much power and money held at the top. That's the one percent getting really get in the way. Let the ninety nine percent of us live our lives and get out of there and go to the Bohemian. That's right. Yeah. Let's have fun. Have some drinks. I think have that was some, a also has some great food. You've had food there, haven't you, Mike? Had great food there. Yeah. I think there was a key thing he said there, though. He said there can be things about the media that can be too much. It can be distracting. It can be misinformation, but it can also come back to what we're doing right now, what we're doing here, this podcast. Right, exactly. This is very bringing hopeful. Bringing people together. Very hopeful. And thanks yeah. for inviting me. Of course. Oh, it, it was our pleasure, for sure. Yeah. It is our pleasure, for sure. Well, we're going to actually be taking a break here. Um, and then we're going to be coming back and doing the Groove Life Song of the Week, which I'm excited to have you be a part okay. of that. We love it. We just round table it and have some time together listening to music, which I feel is one thing that brings all different walks of life and all different types of people together is, well, thank you. is music. So we'll be right back. I'm Sarah Van Cleave, a biracial single mom adoptee raised by an all-white family. And I'm Caleb Scales, a proud gay man, restaurant savant, who will make the best flipping margarita you've ever had. And this is Othered, a podcast for those who feel different. Each episode, we'll be having conversations about racism, homophobia, holistic health, drinking, sex, drugs, yoga, 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 yoga. Yogurt. <laughs> this podcast comes out every Thursday for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you want bonus episodes, ad-free listening, discounts at our live events, and exclusive access to merch, then subscribe to LAS Plus. Go to LASpodcastnetwork.com slash plus to get started. I'm so excited that I get to do this with you, Sarah. I'm so excited that I get to do this with you, Kayla. Oh my God, I love that for us. I feel like I'm trying too hard now. You are, but I like it. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Caleb. Spicy. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> L-A-S. Triumph. Inspiration. Tragedy. You could pick one word to describe your life as it stands right now. What is it? I'm Alex Schulte, the host of One Word Stories, a free-to-listen interview podcast where the guest and I take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. Every episode, I'll be interviewing local people from every corner of our beautiful community about where they are now, and then we'll take a trip to the past and find out how we got here. After every episode, there will be a post-show where the guest and I play games and unwind at the end of a recording. The One Word Stories post-show is exclusive to LAS Plus subscribers. To subscribe and get access to ad-free episodes, bonus content to all LAS podcasts, discounts at live shows, access to exclusive merch, and much more, go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Do you know someone that has a story that needs to be told? Please contact me. Fill out the contact form on the One Word Stories show page at laspodcastnetwork.com slash one word stories. This show is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You can find new episodes of One Word Stories for free 
every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. One Word Stories. What's your word? L-A-S. So, Micah, we have a lot of music in this town, a lot of bands and stuff that I get the opportunity to get to know the people in the bands. I get to hang out and party with them. And I also get to listen to their music. And I was listening to a band this weekend called FTA. Have you heard of FTA? I really feel like I've heard of FTA. Well, they once upon a time were called Faces Turn Ashen. Okay. Okay. So now they go by FTA. And so I was. What does that stand for? Um, I'm not exactly sure. That's a good question. Faces turned ashen. Yeah, I know. Just, <laughs> really? We got a smart ass on our hands over here, <laughs> Brother Michael. I'm just kidding. No, you're right. It's faces turned ashen, but they decided to go by FTA. Um, and that's not the only reason I brought this up. Why'd they, you bring it up? Well, because then? they have a show coming up. They have a show coming up in, um, I want to get this right, in September. It's funny how my calendar just went to... Um, not we, September. No, well, it went to it went to weekly instead of monthly, so I just lost my place. But they are playing on September seventeenth at Cocktails, along with two other bands. Have you ever been to Cocktails before, Dad? A couple times. Just a couple, right? A couple times, um, times fifty. Okay, cool. Right. But anyway, yeah. So if you guys get a chance, um, it's uh, the seventeenth of September. Check out FTA. Father the. Apples. Oh, you, was, so you've heard of them? Yeah, we both. Father the apples. Father the apples. But anyway, um, we're going to get down to uh, our song of the week. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to mention that we have LAS Media Network that we're sitting in the studio right now. We're part of the family. We're part of the whole team of LAS Media Group, mm-hmm. which is really exciting because these guys basically do all of our editing. Uh, our good friend Schulte over here, our producer, is on staff with them. And uh, when I say with them, I almost feel like it's also with me because I'm not staff, but I'm I'm part of the team. We're all a part of it. I want to be on the team. Can I be on the team, Alex? Shane, you helped us buy. Well, we don't have to go there. The board we're using right now. Well, Put me you, in, coach. Put me in. You are part of the family. You. No, seriously. So if though, you want to be on the team, you have to buy your way in. That that's true. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. My parents learned that at a young age, and Shane just figured it out. Yes, it's cool the- though, man, uh, Alex. Because you guys, you guys offer like bonus content and stuff. You can was it like ten dollars a month right now? I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, we we don't charge you guys to do this kind of stuff, right? Like, we really want to bring voices of the community to the Something community. Went wrong. Please try again. What? Um, I said something went wrong. Please <laughs> try again. <laughs> we really want to bring voices from the community to the community, and and um, the only way we can keep this thing afloat is with the support of the community. So, if you want to support this show and all the other shows on the network, get bonus shows, ad free episodes, right? Subscribe to LAS Plus. LAS Plus. Just go on the on the lasmedianetwork.com. There's a website, which is also where our website exists. Mm-hmm. Our, our website's one page on that whole yeah. umbrella. You can also just go to groovelifepod.com. That's right. But if you want to know more about LAS Plus, you have to go to lasmedianetwork.com slash plus for more information. And that's where you'll find it. And they're also getting merch there. 
You can buy merch from the, the different podcasts on the on the network. Yeah, and, by the time uh, this episode's out, the merch is live. Yes. It's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Sweet. Should we do this uh song of the week, Micah? I think we should. Let's let's do this shit. That's pretty good. You think it sounded pretty similar? No. Okay. Not I'm working on it. We'll are, see how I'm doing next Are week. you really working on it? Well, I just started. Okay. Everybody has to start somewhere. <laughs> right, right here, live. I, I, saw, I saw Micah in the mirror before we started recording, just practicing it. Groove just like, Life, Song of the Week. That was a little better, huh? Even better. It, it's even getting better, better each time. By here the third go. time, it'll sound just like it. Okay, yeah. but I won't do it now. I'll, I'll surprise you guys with the All right, yeah. sounds yeah. good. So for my Groove Life Song of the Week. <laughs> oh, there was! <laughs> I'm going to do a song by the one and only Bon Iver. Some might call him Bon Iver. Bon Iver. There's a, I have many, many names. But we know it's Bon Iver. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a classic one. It's a classic one. It's called Skinny Love. Come on, skinny love, just lay singing. It's just, I mean, it's kind of all the vibes that you that you would expect from Bon Iver in, in one of his songs, you know? This highlights all of his talent, his incredible voice, his chill acoustic vibe that he gives, you know, with some really great lyrics, too. I think it's it's a really good one. It's definitely a classic Bon Iver song, yeah, I'm, for sure. I would sure. even beg to differ, okay? And that, that it's might- not classic? No, that's not what I'm going to say. That it might be like his number one song. I think it is. I think it might be. You know what's interesting? We, what's were, we went and saw Bon Iver um, two months ago, and he did not play this song. It was so weird. We're like, he skipped it. I don't know why, but it's like one of my favorite songs he's ever done. It's crazy. But one thing I love about Bon Iver is his voice. I think that uh, he he mentioned that when he in a podcast I heard that he... 
didn't want to just sing normal. He wanted to try something else. So he he went ahead and and sang in this falsetto thing, and it just people loved it so much yeah. that he just continued with it. Yeah. And now there's all these bands that sounds just like him. Mm-hmm. I seriously, there's probably like five bands out yeah, there that sound totally, just like him. totally. Yeah. It's actually number three on Spotify. Okay. What's, Although, what's number one and two? Exile. I think that that's one featuring them. I don't know who that actually is by. And then, is that the one with uh, Taylor Swift? It might yeah. be. Yeah, I think it yeah, is. I think it is. That's why it's number one. And then number two is one that was featured in Twilight Classic yeah. called like Roz. So it is his number Roz. one song as far as his solo goes. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. You put T Swift on anything. It's whereas shoot LD. up there, you know. LD knows T Swift. Mm-hmm. Remember take that? Take the wheel. Yeah, take the wheel. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Micah. You're welcome. I dug it. I dug it very much. We're going to have Michael share here in just a second, but I'm going to go ahead and and do mine. We always like to end with the best, of course. Okay. What did you think of Bonavar? Excellent music. Yeah. Have you heard of him before? I've heard the name, but that was the first time I actually heard a song. Thank you. It's so good. It's so good. You'll have to get him at your place Mm -hmm. sometime. Anyway. Where is he from? (laughs) You wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to get them from your. You, if you could, <laughs> I would. I would give you this challenge. If you could do it, that'd be insane, and we well, would love it. <laughs> back when our family, way back in the late seventies, early eighties, were had the Stone City General Store, we had twenty nine Grammy nominees and nine who are actually winners that came there to the our tiny little stage. All right, we're people. gonna get Bonavere at the Bohemian Schulte. You you have to create a place where Let's they want to come. I think that you have created that place. I, I, I really do too. I feel like you can't make it happen someday when they call. Yes. Well, we're going to send this podcast to him okay. with you talking about your wonderful place. All right. So, <laughs> hello. For, is this Mr. Bone? Yeah. <laughs> is this Bone, Bon, or whatever? Anyway, Simon Bolivar? Or? Exactly. <laughs> so, Alex, my, um, my song, I felt like I was just on. Um, What's that game show with Trebek, Alex Trebek? Oh, uh, Jeopardy? Jeopardy, yes. Um, what is Daniel Johns? What is Daniel Johns? I, um, I've been listening to Daniel Johns forever. He was in a band called Silverchair, and uh, he could be in my top five artists. I think he was when we did our episode last season. And um, he has this new series on YouTube right now where he's doing a whole kind of uh, sit-down interview with a famous DJ or MC or whatever, and just kind of telling the story of the last year of the release of this album. This album um, is called Future Never, and the song is called Mansions. I've been looking at the mansions from another hill. No one would die, no one gets killed. I've been searching for the answer. Taking all the pills, cheat it like candy, whatever it feels. I've been looking at the mansions from another hill. No one died, no one gets killed. I've been searching for the answer. Taking all the pills, cheat it like candy, whatever it feels. I've been half stop, Cry for someone that's real And everything is nothing I care about 
Yeah, so I, most people in this world, unfortunately, think of Silverchair and they think of Frog Stomp, his first album. And he was like 15 when that came out. He's now, I think, in his mid-30s. Um, he may even be close to 40 now. I think he is. And he has been doing amazing, amazing music for years since Silverchair that no one even has a clue about. Well, in Australia, this guy is the Michael Jackson, the Elvis Presley of Australia. He is. like, He was number one forever after this album came out this last year. Um, but if you want to know a little bit more about him... He's 43 years old. Is he really 43? Yeah. Fuck. Got that for you there. Um, there's a new interview. It just released the second uh, part of it. It's called Inside the Mind of Daniel Johns. And it's on YouTube. If you want to check that out, it's mind-blowing. And I, people have no clue what this guy's like. And when you get to see him like sitting there playing his guitar, recording some of the stuff for this last album, it's like watching Prince play guitar. It's like, it's just really inspiring anyway i love daniel johns probably in an unhealthy intimate way but it's okay it's what it's what keeps me grooving right alex right micah yeah right right michael if you say so well it is i've only met you a couple of times so we're i know yeah that's true but we've we you know (laughs) you came down the stairs yesterday and you were like you said to me diego and carrie you said I just listened to the most life-changing interview of my life. <laughs> and we were so curious. He's like, I, you guys just wouldn't understand. I just, I can't, I can't explain it to you. And we were just left in suspense. And it was an interview with Daniel Johns. Well, it's like when you have somebody that inspired you your whole life. Right. To try and convince somebody that he's what he is to you, you're mm-hmm. not going to do it. It makes sense. It no. makes sense. You have to have history and stuff. Um, and that so- intense, intimate relationship that you have with him, right? Yes, intensely intimate. Mm. Anyway, Michael. <laughs> yes. I asked you to bring a song. Do you have one for us? Well, I did uh, because it's been a lifelong favorite, uh, you know, and that is The Weight by the band. And it kind of ties into, you know, kind of my personal history, like a lot of music does. But, you know, music's ground us in our own stories. It's like we're mm. hearing our own story or it amplifies our story or it reminds us of our story or maybe inspires us to the story we still want to live. It's very true. Yeah. I pulled into Nazareth Was feeling about half past dead I just need some place Where I can leave my head Hey, mister, can you tell me Where a man might find a bed He just grinned and shook my hand freaking love this song well it took me right to a road trip oh yeah right to a road trip and as i was reflecting uh, my life and everything i've learned has been through travel and on the road because uh, i think when we're traveling our minds are much more open to new experience and so i mentioned i uh, entered uh, my life experience as a father rather early well i 
the mother of our children, I turned to her when I was 18 and said, you know, we're going to be parents soon. I'm taking one last road trip before I take on this nice. bad thing. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned, I've never been defined, don't want to be defined. So I never, ever was a hippie. I never was. But a you went to Woodstock, didn't you? My sons went to Woodstock, okay. too. But I was, I was rocking babies when Woodstock happened in 1969 because that was the year our first child was born. But the year before Woodstock was just about as good because uh, I was an Iowa guy living in Urbandale, Iowa, and we decided to head west. And uh, myself and kind of a ragtag group of people, the musicians and people I knew from Chicago, picked me up in Des Moines, Iowa. They were driving from Chicago heading west. And as we came over the hill into Boulder, Colorado, like I said, I wasn't a hippie, but I was right there in the heart of the 60s. Right. So, uh, and there were 20,000 people sleeping on every sidewalk on what's called the hill. Wow. Right outside of the campus of the University of, and there was music and there was uh, revolution and fun in the air and as we drove into town, that's the song that was playing. Wow. That's so cool. And that's we cool had, that you remember that. And we had no place to lay our head. And uh, so because every rooftop, every sidewalk was taken. And so I headed out to uh, a salvage yard, very practical person that I am. I opened a car door and I, there was, you go. I was there. To, I slept on the backseat of a car in a, in a salvage yard outside comes about dawn and there's a boulder policeman knocking on, the, on my window <laughs> and so that was my bed and spent my first night in boulder colorado in the boulder county jail oh man oh shit really oh yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah. because you weren't supposed to sleep there well no i was from Iowa, and i told the truth yeah wow. but still wow they asked me if i owned the car and i could have made up something but i said I said no i just got in from des moines iowa last night oh my god Follow me, son. And oh, man, spent my first. They put you in jail for that. Yeah. So, so, so for so for me, what's what's interesting is my my uncle was a Grateful Dead, <laughs> right. and used to record all their. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He traded <laughs> Grateful Dead uh, concerts. When he died, he had like a whole chest of uh, just cassettes of mm-hmm. all these different, you know, bootlegs and stuff. Right. Well. That's where that song took me because yeah. the first time I heard this song wasn't by the band; it was okay. by the Grateful Dead. Right, I heard them play their version of it. Sure. So, which probably went on and on a little bit longer. Oh, but. totally! But <laughs> they actually did a really good job on it. But I remember this took me right to my uncle. Right, uh, rest in peace. He was one of my favorite people in the world. So I really appreciate when a song takes you to a place. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. So thank you for sharing that, man. That was thank you. That was great. This song took me to a place too. Did it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make fun of you. I, no, it's did, fine. Did it, no, it's Micah? fine. It really, it did really it? did. You know, it took me to the first time that I heard this song when Dad said, "Hey, Michael's gonna do the song The Weight by the band," and I said, "Oh, what's that song?" And I pulled it up on my phone and we listened to it. So that's that's where it took you. That's where it took me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's varying degrees of how far back we go. You know, right. like yours was way back in the '60s. Yeah. Mine was probably in the '80s when I heard it for the first time. Maybe. Yeah, right. 80s. And yours was just a couple days ago. Yeah. It's a really See, cool timeline we just formed there. Huh? Well, that's why it's a great song. Yeah. It will never, ever timeless. stop being... Yes. Timeless. Because everyone's timeless. had that feeling of being out on the road and not really knowing where they're going to find their bed. 
You yeah. Know? yeah. I love the whole Woodstock story. Yeah. I know you that wasn't Woodstock. Right. What was going on there? Was it just... It was, uh, they kind of shut down the, the, the summer before it was the summer of love. And uh, so all the, uh, the, I mean, really hardcore hippies been pushed out of San Francisco. Okay. Hate, uh, everything was busted. Everybody was busted in Haight-Ashbury. And thousands and thousands of people had just landed in Boulder, Colorado. Wow. What a trip. Yeah, I mean, if I was there was bo- any uh, being immersed in that whole experience. And uh, so, you know, I got out of the Boulder, the, the, the Boulder County sheriffs were very nice and they mm-hmm. let me out and I told them I was an Iowa guy and they said, there's nothing dangerous about you. Just, <laughs> you, you we just need to sh- send you back to Iowa so you aren't out here getting trouble in Boulder, Colorado, you know, sleeping in cars and stuff. So I'll show you my, my tattoo here. Okay. Oh, <laughs> 1969. Yeah. Well, that was the year. Well, I was born. Literal. I oh, was you were born, born that yeah, year. Yeah. And then you have 1988 on your other hand, right? Well, that's the year that me and my wife got married. Okay. Okay. Significant. Crazy. <laughs> but well, Michael, uh, you know it's crazy. What's that? So if Well, the thing about it is is I have 1988 on this hand. I think I told this story to uh my brother over here, Alex. And it's under love. Yeah. Cuz that's when I got married. Sure. And this one says life. Right. That's when I was born. Yeah. But when you put them together, which I didn't even expect. Amazing. <laughs> it's my phone number. <laughs> Are you kidding? By no, accident? Just kidding. It's okay. not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I thought I would remember. It's been, no, it's actually been a, a bit I've been doing for no, ever since I got it. No, I don't even know your phone number. <laughs> yeah, he, he could have believed it, even though it's very abstract. <laughs> you know, we even talked about after he made that joke for the first time, we're like, maybe you should actually change your phone number to be what those two <laughs> dates together make. Yeah, I think that'd be tough, but... Um, I did want to ask you something else, Michael. By the way, I want to tell you how awesome it's been having you on this podcast. It's everything I was hoping for. Just such awesome stories and um, and also very inspiring. So thank mm-hmm. you. Um, now we've heard a lot about your past. Okay. And I know I actually want to hear way more, and I'm sure we could. But we're on a time schedule. So what I want to do now is I want to ask you, I'm sure right now you're as content as everything, and everything's just going exactly how you want it. But in the uh, next, that's not called life. Uh, okay, okay, well, that, uh, okay. good then. Then yeah. this question will be good. Yeah. So, for the next five, ten years, like, I don't know. For me, I have to keep dreaming. Yeah. I have to keep hoping. I have to keep creating it in my mind, and also praying that new things will come come my way that are exciting. So, is there anything that's well, um, in your vision for um, the future? I've been a visionary since I was. Well, every child is a visionary. Sure. I just refuse to grow up. So for my entire life, I've been keeping notebooks of other projects. But at about age 18, I realized that you have to do one project at a time sure. or none mm-hmm. of them ever happen. Right. right. So for the next five years, I'm totally focused on getting the Bohemian first stable because this is a business that came out of the right in the heart of the, uh, what a time to the open pandemic, a, right. a, uh, right. a yeah. place that serves food and welcomes people in to be in groups and they tell you, you can't even be together, you know? Right. And, uh, Good old so anyway, so tough it on out, uh, get strong, get stable, and have this place become one of the few places that lives on as a legendary, iconic place yes. 
for the next 80 years. And, Love it. you know, because I think there's always going to be, just like there's always going to be places for those classic songs, mm-hmm. there needs to be places that we remember mm-hmm. generation to generation. Yeah. And basically about one generation ago, we threw all that out. We threw the baby out with the bathwater. Very th- few things are stable. Uh, getting ready to open the Bohemian, my wife Lynette and I took a road trip. We started driving south. And we said, let's go find the best food up and down the Mississippi River corridor. It was kind of an inspiration for the Bohemian. And uh, food during the day, nighttime, we drop in on jazz clubs and blues clubs. And Sounds terrible. And, <laughs> well, it was kind of an ordeal, but somebody's got to do it. So, But we found the most wonderful places, and most of them have been there for decades. Mm-hmm. Right. A couple of commonalities. Family decided to keep them open through thick and thin, through yeah. depressions, through wars. But there was something about their commitment that this place has value and we're going to keep it together. I love that. So that's, that's so uh, cool. Uh, now, I, I have you know a few things that I'd like to see spin off. Uh, but uh, just by absolute necessity, I'm convinced the Bohemian is a place that holds value mm-hmm. in this community. And first call is for it to be stable. Long term is for it to be a long-term legacy. That's amazing. It's incredible. I uh, love that. Yeah, and I've warned my family to uh, expect to uh, be dealing with me at least till 102. <laughs> you know, Man, I hope that's right for me, too. I, I want to live forever, dude. Yeah. But the important thing I is I have a song I would day. sing right now, day. but I'm not going to. You know what song I'm talking about, Vaughn? Friends are friends forever. No, it's... Nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Nope. Anyway, Michael, for yeah. you. you have to. So, 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 you, so you're saying um, that is your immediate goal? Yeah. Th- that's probably. But one project at a time. Yep. Okay. I've got, I've got uh, my wife Lynette, who's been with me for 45 years, knows that I have a bundle of things that could happen. Cool. And she knows me well enough to know that most visions I have do happen. I can't wait but, to see what the next one but is. But in their own time. Let me plant a seed for you. Okay, what is it? You should have a podcast. Really? And just talk about your life. Well, I have an un- I have tell three, your stories. I, I have three published books, and you I have do. one unpublished book. Yeah. The unpublished book is titled The Roads I've Traveled, Ooh. and it begins on my little hometown of Creston, Iowa. So you're an author. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, the book you gave me. Yeah. That's yours, right? Yeah, I've written a few others. Yeah, that's, but, that's amazing. But the this is a memoir that tells my, it's called The Roads I've Traveled, and that could be a podcast. Well, yeah, I, I think It should be yeah. random. Like, well, the road podcasts, is random. Well, there's podcasts that are just people telling their stories. Yeah. Whole, you don't have guests. You just well, I think talk it, about a part of your life. I you think, know? like this, the best, uh, it's hard to sit there and talk to yourself <laughs> or talk to a wall. Communication happens through interchange. Well, Alex yeah. will be here listening. Well, somebody's got. Uh, you know, I'm throw, always here. Yeah. Throw a question at me, and it'll lead to a story. I think that's basically how. And it I works. think it's beautiful, and I think uh, we should have you come out again sometime, <laughs> maybe in next season or whatever, and you can okay. tell us some more stories. Sure. And uh, we need to come over to the Bohemian and have some drinks and break bread with you and have some of your good food. Well, we have three fireplaces on three floors, and fireplaces are about storytelling. It's deep, deep. And they're working fireplaces. They, well, at the uh, Stone City General Store, we had huge log-burning fireplaces, and I chopped enough firewood out there to last a lifetime. 
So these are gas log fireplaces because I, I really don't want to chop wood anymore. But they're the second best thing to a wood fire. In the, yeah. <clears throat> and a fire and people sitting around it telling stories goes back at least 100, as long as we have been humans, right. we have told stories. And the modern version of that is you sit in a movie theater and, you know, or do people still, but the movie theater is like a... Uh, uh, a big fireplace. Yeah, because the light comes up and the people are around and then there's storytelling. And now they have recliners in those fucking yes, places. Yeah, kind of going back to... Uh, <laughs> You're going to yeah. fall asleep right in the middle. Uh, unfortunately, probably the movie industry as locations are probably going to die in about three years. Yeah, which is really, really sad. That's, I mean, it's obvious, though, with all the series and everything that are coming out on Netflix, yeah. streaming things. So the movies are kind of getting, which is sad, because I really like watching a good movie. Mm-hmm. And, so and I think the we need to come back and uh, sit around the fireplace and listen to our elders. Well, let's That's do the that. original storytelling. I also think I'm kind of an elder. Yeah, you are. Especially yeah. to, uh, to Schulte here. Um, yeah. Schulte. Yeah. What's, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I'm like, Schulte, I, wake up. Do I throw you under the Pete's bus? For Pete's sake. No, I just told you I'm your elder, damn it. Okay. So uh, welcome anyone say, who wants you, to. thank you, sir. Uh, don't yeah. tell me what to do. You're not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alex, what a great storyteller right here we got. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What a great time. Yeah, um, um, it's it's funny. You're a natural storyteller. And I and I mean that because, I say that because. It's we we try going forward like hey let, let me hear about the future, and then Michael says I will tell you about the future, but it would I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about the past that influenced that. Mm-hmm. Well, know? it gives us so, a whole story, and that's what I'm saying. You know, I love that's, it. A, that's a beautiful thing. So um, um, you're a you're a a, a local treasure filled yes. with filled with stories, and we're lucky to have you in our community. Yes, and, and, and we're lucky to have you on this podcast. So absolutely, and the Bohemian is. Maybe my favorite spot in Cedar Rapids right now. The patio is fantastic. The vibes are great. The art is wonderful. The music is great. The food downstairs is amazing. And and the drinks taste like alcohol, you know? So. <laughs> well, I, I would say that my wife... that And our bartenders are putting double shots in is what I hear. So I, I don't no, know. You, well, well, I got to talk to them so we stay in business. I, I, so. pro- I promise that wasn't so, the case. So I, get there while uh, I think I had, Michael talks to them. I think I had an empty stomach that day. It's probably what the, dish, the deal was. Um, I just threw a whole bunch of people under the bus. You don't know which oh, bartender it was. Oh, you told them that? Uh, anyway, but my wife also loves that place. And I think whenever we have people come into town, she's like, we got to show them the Bohemian. Oh, for sure. And, and there's fireplaces, and she loves fireplaces. And, and well, this being bo- from Iowa, I'm very practical, and uh, you know we don't want to have our business shut down after the uh, rooftop shuts down. So we've got places to retreat to love in the it. worst of weather. That's great. I love that. And if your car doesn't run, walk on over and find a warm spot at the Bohemian. Yeah, that's great. That's well, if, let's just end with that. I think that's amazing. If you want a good place to just sit and you know, meditate or read a book or write a book. You can write a book there too. Or play pinball. You can play pinball. And all of that in the first 14 months has all gone on. Yeah. It's amazing. All of it. I Yeah. So thank you so Cedar much. Cedar Rapids has always had an incredible uh, hotbed of creativity yeah. in the arts. So why not continue it? Well, I think you know, you're helping the whole thing move uh, forward. Paul Engel and uh, Marvin Cohn and Grant Wood and... Who's the guy who's off uh, doing... Uh, Corey Taylor and Slipknot? Well, that, yeah, sure. I mean, 
Iowa is a wealth of talent. Yes. And I guess uh, that's the intention of the Bohemian is to keep that talent close to home and keep it growing. So visit the Bohemian. There's always good music. There's good food. There's good drinks. And there's good people like Michael. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of the Groove Life Podcast. We cannot wait. Are you getting excited, Micah, for next week? I am stoked. Yeah. I hope it works out because it's going to be an amazing package for the next one. So stay tuned. Love you all. Welcome to the The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com.